This is Jeff Cross, and welcome to the August 31st, 2022 edition of Views on the News from the Couch, a baby boomer's attempt to pass along his views on the news. I'm going to focus on the student loan crisis. Yeah, it's a crisis. As a group, we are paying too much for college, and the college loan concept sucks. To start today's episode, I want to highlight a Saturday Night Live skit. It is titled More Cowbell with Christopher Walken, playing a director trying to help Blue Oyster Cult improve the song Don't Fear the Reaper. Over and over, Walken says the solution to improving the song is more cowbell. He says the song will be better if they have more cowbell. I just gotta have more cowbell. I have a fever and the only solution is more cowbell. Seriously, that is the skit. And isn't that just like proponents of bigger government? The solution to any problem is to spend more money. Money to liberals is like cowbell to Christopher Walken in the Saturday Night Live skit. And I have to say, I just never liked the cowbell. On student loans, I tried to dig a bit deeper, gather more information, find out how much does our government subsidize public colleges and universities. I'm not interested in private universities in this exercise. I did a fair amount of reading on this over the last few days. One thing that struck me was that I could not find a lot of good comparison data. Usually that is a sign to me, and it is not a good sign. The linked Yahoo Finance article by Andrew DiPietro says that college tuition at a public university has increased by 3,009% in 50 years. In nominal dollars, meaning non-inflation adjusted, public tuition increased from $329 a year in 1968 to $10,230 today. But let's use inflation adjusted dollars. That $329 tuition would be $2,323 today. So tuition at a public university has increased by a factor of 3.5 in the last 50 years. Has in has education improved by a factor of 3.5? I often hear people ask why we as a country can't pay for XYZ. The Europeans do. Then I start looking and I find facts that don't coexist easily with the sentiment that the U.S. won't or can't pay as the Europeans do. Medical costs are one of those. Why can't the U.S. pay for medical care like the rest of the developed world? Well, it turns out we do. Most know that the U.S. pays more per capita than any other country in the world. What I did not know until a few years ago is that the United States government spends more on medical costs per capita than all but two countries in the world. Evidently, we just suck at controlling costs. Continually yelling for more cowbell may not be the best approach. I wondered if, if the same was true with post-secondary education, college. Is it that the government doesn't help with college costs, or is it that we do but costs are out of control? When talking about college costs, I'm not talking about room and board. I don't think the Europeans pay for room and board, so that's not a fair comparison. Also, I don't think that tuition is the total cost of the education portion. Tuition is after the state government has paid subsidies to the university system, and that is also partly true for federal spending. Teasing all of that apart is not easy. I also think that if we are going to get into costs and how much governments pay, we need to look at how many students go to college. 
maybe the per capita number ought to be based on the number of people in the 18 to 22 year old age group, not how many go to college. I say that because some countries restrict how many students go to college. The next linked article is from the National Review and authored by Jason Delisle and Preston Cooper. Finland pays pretty much for all of the tuition. 96% of the total cost of education is paid by the government, but the acceptance rate is quite low. Only 33% for the whole university system. Finland limits how many students can go to college. I bet they don't have a lot of stupid majors in Finland. The next linked article by Abby Jackson is titled, quote, Free College in Europe Isn't Really Free, end quote. She points out that European countries have a much lower college enrollment percentage than in the U.S. If the U.S. is subsidizing some college costs and we have more students going to college, then that money is spread over many more students. She also points out the higher tax rates paid by the U.S. versus European countries. We are at 31.7%, while much of Europe ranges from 36 to 49%. That's a big difference. Not only does Germany restrict the number of students going to college, but they also make a determination of which education track you are on at the age of 10 or 12. That was pointed out to me by a listener who lived in Germany for several years. Angela Dill and Nathan Hale and Ray Hernandez, Julian, have an article on education costs from 2013. They quote President Obama from 2013 where he said, quote, taxpayers cannot continue to subsidize the soaring costs of higher education. Colleges must do their part to keep costs down, and it's our job to make sure they do, end quote. The authors say, in the, the authors say, quote, in the same speech, the president argues that policies such as tax credits, grants, and subsidized loans have been important policy tools to make college more affordable, end quote. The authors point out that earlier, uh, and they quoting the authors, quote, President George W. Bush signed into law a bill that increased the maximum Pell Grant award in order, he said, to, quote, keep help millions of low-income Americans earn a college degree, end quote. And one more quote from the authors, quote, both presidents failed to mention that the policies they supported could themselves have been responsible for some of the increase in tuition, considering two effects of the subsidies, direct price reduction and higher sticker prices, at the same time is important for understanding the intended and unintended consequences of higher education subsidies. End quote. One graph they included shows total federal education spending adjusted for inflation increasing from $40 billion to over $160 billion between 1985 and 2012, uh, 2010. Wow, we are spending more money. I link to an article that has a graph that suggests that state general purpose appropriations to higher education have been relatively constant at around $65 billion adjusted for inflation between 2007 and 2017. It did drop and then rose again. On a full-time equivalent student per capita basis, state and federal contributions are both around $5,000 or a total of $10,000. Where is the money going? Is it into education? Is it into building and cool stuff? Is it into staff? 
In the next link, Forbes article from 2017 titled, U.S. Colleges, Where Does the Money Go? Nathan Lewis makes a number of comments. He links to a New York Times article that indicates full-time faculty in the California university system was fairly constant from 1973 to 2008, increasing from 11,614 to 12,183. Not much of a change, but administrators, wow, evidently we needed a bunch more administrators. Administrators grew from 3,800 to 12,183. They must have thought they needed more cowbell and the administrators could supply the cowbell. Did I mention that I don't like cowbell? So far, I haven't talked much about student loans, you might say. True. I felt like the cost side ought to be addressed. Well, maybe not addressed, but at least acknowledged. On the student loans, I have many thoughts. You borrow, First, you borrow it, you pay it back. That's the starter. But I do think students were enticed into taking out these loans. They were not counseled. Let's think about your earnings potential and then think about these payments. Tucker Carlson has suggested that if a student defaults on a loan, that the school should have to pay back half the loan. That would encourage the school to make sure students understand what is going on and that the schools are making sure the students can handle the work. Probably not a workable idea, but I like it. I hear former students say they have been paying on their loans for 10 years and still owe the same amount that they owed 10 years ago. When I read that, I wonder if they paid attention in college. If you owe the same amount after 10 years of paying on a loan, chances are you have only been making interest payments. To get the principal down, you have to pay more than the interest. Switching briefly to private colleges, it also irritates me when I hear a former student say that they borrowed $200,000 for an education degree and do not earn enough to pay back the loan. My thought is that they are so stupid I don't want them teaching my kids. Who would borrow that much money for an education degree? Elizabeth Warren slammed Mitch McConnell for criticizing the student loan bailout because McConnell went to school when tuition was just, just a bit more than $300. I think that is what you call a specious argument. At first it makes sense, but when you think about it, you see it as bullshit. We created a mess, a big mess. We let college education costs get out of control. College costs increase much faster than other costs. I don't think we need all those extra administrators and all the goodies. One administrator for each faculty seems stupid, particularly in this age of computers. And none of this is new information. I have been reading about the explosion in education costs for years. Some say that one reason costs got out of hand is because of student loans. In 1987, Secretary of Education William Bennett said, quote, Increases in financial aid in recent years has enabled colleges and universities blithely to raise their tuition, confident that federal loan subsidies would cushion the increase, end quote. What do we do now? Well, first, less cowbell. Can we please work to lower the cost? Not on professors, on the rest. Can we look at colleges like we do businesses and take a slash and burn approach? Cut costs deep, except for education, except for the professors. Have a nice but not awesome building. Go after football program costs if they are being paid from the general revenue, 
If boosters are paying for it, then don't ride that horse. We should ask if we are sending too many students to college. Are they looking at what kind of money they can earn? Are we truly giving them some guidance counseling? Benchmarking was something I heard about years ago. Maybe we should benchmark our college education against the Europeans. How many of our students are going to college? What kind of majors? What are the overall educational costs? How much money per capita are governmental bodies paying? How much are the students and parents paying? Hey, we don't have to be the same, but I think we should get some comparisons and see what it says. Now that we have bailed out some student loans, why should anyone keep paying on a student loan? They will just wait for the next bailout. And loan payments have been stalled. I think it is hard to pay the loan even if you want to. The bailout should be structured for people trying to pay. To get a bailout, they should have to start making the interest payments. And maybe they get a $1 extra deduction in principle for a dollar paid in principle. Should we stop giving out student loans? If they don't have to be paid back, they really are not loans. What a shock reducing student loans would be to the educational system. I feel I should say something on specific on this, but it is not easy. Maybe reduce federal and state student loan amounts by 10% a year for four years. That might ease back a bit on the students going to college who will not be a success and put a bit of a downward pressure on tuition. But really, this is a mess. I tried. I'm not terribly impressed. But you, when you compare what I did today to what you see in the news, I bet you will note that others are mostly saying more cowbell. Thanks for listening to Views on the News from the Couch. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends. If you did not like it, please share with the rest of the folks you know.